Happy Friday evening, everyone. This is the Tomorrow Christian Today. Reading Exodus 8 in the NLT. Let's pray. Dear Lord, thank you so much for the weekend. Thank you, Lord, for Friday night. Even though uh, it's had had a different meaning for me before, um, you have more meaning. And now I know I don't have to be afraid of Friday night as I once was. It's not a burden, it's a joy. I thank you for the opportunity to read and study your word. We need to hear from you, Lord. And that's why I believe that this is an adventure and experience to read your word. Because to read your word is never to be the same. To always experience change and to experience a change that puts us forward. Thank you, Lord. Sanctify us by your word. Your word is truth. Your son is truth. Amen. Before we start, I happened to see a movie on Netflix. It was a space movie. Because I like that sort of thing. I like dystopian societies. But how many of these can you watch? And you know all the movies these days? They always end sad. It's never a happy ending. I always feel like there's like a hopelessness in the world. People used to have a happy ending and everything was resolved. And everyone lived happily ever after and no more. Everyone dies unhappily ever after, or there's just room for doubt. And you know, in this movie, I don't want to give anything away. I won't even tell you the title. But in the movie, you know, the sun, the S-U-N, you know, the sun gives life, but when you're too close to it, the S-U-N brings death. And in this world, all, all relationships die. Life comes to an end. Marriages come to an end. Things have a way of terminating in this world. But because of Jesus Christ, he gives us new life. A new life that will begin when this universe dies and the new universe begins. Our lives will begin there with death. He died for us so that we might live again in a new in a new way, in a new incarnation that never passes away. In this movie, uh, I guess the person sits down and uh, she sits down outside the spaceship and the sun is obviously going to kill her with its rays and just the vastness of space. And I realize Jesus Christ is out there, folks. He's out there. There's a human being somewhere out there sitting at the right hand of God, who himself is God in the flesh. He has the new universe body and he's out there. I know he's out there. I can, by my, my faith, I know that he's out there. I know that everything I read in the scripture is not a lie. And to me, it fills me with a joy. But I think we have to be very serious people, very sober people, very vigilant people. There's a lot of lovelessness on this planet, a lot of pride, a lot of narcissism. That's my favorite word now, narcissism. It's all over YouTube, it's always over the internet. Pride kills relationships. It sadly does. Pride is the death of love and life. Surrender your pride. Give it, give it to God so that he can destroy it and take and be meek and teachable and humble yourself before God. 
and he will lift you up. That's why I'm doing this. I want to be lifted to my heavenly father and I don't want to let go. Let's read. A plague of frogs. Then the Lord said to Moses, go back to Pharaoh and announce to him, this is what the Lord says, let my people go so they can worship me. Let my people go. I think that's a song. If you refuse to let them go, I will send a plague of frogs across your entire land. The Nile River will swarm with frogs. They will come out of the river and into your palace, even into your bedroom and onto your bed. They will enter the houses of your officials and your people. They will even jump into your ovens and your kneading bowls. Frogs will jump on you, your people and all your officials. I don't know about you, but that sounds horrible. Frog jumping into your oven and getting cooked. I don't know if anybody ever saw that Gremlins movie where that crazy gremlin was going after uh, one of the heroes or was it, I forgot her name. Uh, I think her name was Phoebe Cates. I don't know if it was her, but they, they got the thing in the microwave and then they microwaved it. <laughs> it was really, really bad. It was really disgusting. And I guess frogs, I'm not really into terrariums. I don't know, for some reason I like aquariums, I like fish, I like shrimp, neocaridina shrimp, of course. But I'm not into turtles and frogs. They're very cute, but it's just not my thing. But I can't imagine them being all over the place. I mean, that's absolutely, it, it's really horrible. And it's, you know, it's funny because when I look in Revelation 16, I see something here. It says, so Revelation 16 verses uh, 13, it says, And I saw coming out of the mouth of the dragon, out of the mouth of the beast, and out of the mouth of the false prophet, three unclean spirits like frogs for they are demonic spirits performing signs who go abroad to the kings of the whole world to assemble them for battle on the great day of god the almighty so i mean these are real frogs i mean i believe this is a real story a literal story but maybe the literal story in the new testament i mean obviously there's a lot of symbology but why frogs why why, why did god do it with frogs? i mean Sure, they're a pest, they're annoying. You know, they're like snails in my aquarium. They just, the snails just multiply and multiply. I just, I can't stand snails, they're pests. I, I really don't like snails. I don't really, I'm, I regret that I brought them into the aquarium because they just multiply like rabbits. It says, then the Lord said to Moses, tell Aaron, raise the staff in your hand over all the rivers, canals, and ponds of Egypt and bring up frogs over all the land. So Aaron raised his hand over the waters of Egypt and frogs came up and covered the whole land. But the magicians were able to do the same thing with their magic. I don't know why they can do this. I'm really confused by this. How is it they can make a living animal? I mean, is it an illusion? Is, does the devil, the devil doesn't have power to make life. Does he have power to multiply these animals? I mean, God creates life out of nothingness, out of ex nihilo. And he can multiply them, but maybe the devil can just multiply them. I remember when I was young, I used to want to catch tadpoles by the creek. I would catch a few tadpoles, take them home, and they'd die. I knew nothing about filtration or, you know, getting a getting something going. And I would I wanted to see them turn into a frog, because the tadpoles were very very cute, but they would die, and I didn't know anything about how to filter the water, keep the water clean. The poor animals probably died of hypoxia. They just the oxygen and all the bad gases in the water just killed them. 
It says, they too caused frogs to come up on the land of Egypt, these magicians. Then Pharaoh summoned Moses and Aaron and begged, plead with the Lord to take away the frogs away from me and my people. I will let your people go so they can offer sacrifices to the Lord. So he makes a promise. Okay, please get these things off away from me. Back to the back to Revelation. Why why is the demonic spirits represented by frogs? I honestly don't know. I do remember reading where somebody said, "Well, frogs have very long tongues. They have long tongues, very sticky tongues, and they attract. They use them to, you know, catch flies. And they have very long tongues, and tongues are what we use to talk. And so we talk, and we make truth out of our words, or we make lies." So maybe the demonic spirits, frogs, represent lies. You know, tall tales? Have you ever heard of uh, when, you, when you dream up a tall tale? I caught a fish that was so big. How big was it? The fish was so big that when I pulled it out of the lake, the whole lake dried up. You know, that's just a fib, though. That's not, you know, when, we, when you actually lie, when you make up something that's kind of a half-truth. Because lies need truth to stand, but a lie is a lie. And Jesus said in John 8, he said, the father is, uh, sorry, he said, he said, the devil is a liar and he's the father of lies. The devil makes up things. He makes up slander. He's a, the accuser of the brethren. It's not a pretty picture, is it? Pharaoh says, take, take away the frogs. Uh, you set the time, Moses replied in verse 9. Tell me when you want me to pray for you, your officials, and your people. Then you and your houses will be rid of the frogs. They will rem remain only in the Nile River. So Pharaoh is always an extremely cooperative. He's extremely cooperative all of a sudden. Hmm? Of course, I'm sure Moses is probably like, yeah, I was warned by all this. He's not going to do it. You know, Moses has been warned by God. So obviously, uh, Moses is very savvy. Do it tomorrow, Pharaoh said. All right, Moses replied. It will be as you have said. Then you will know that there is no one like the Lord our God. The frogs will leave you in your houses, your officials, and your people. They will remain only in the Nile River. So Moses and Aaron left Pharaoh's palace, and Moses cried out to the Lord about the frogs he had inflicted on Pharaoh. And the Lord did just what Moses had predicted. The frogs in the houses, the courtyards, and the fields all died. The Egyptians piled them into great heaps, and a terrible stench filled the land. I can't imagine how bad that must have smelled. I can't imagine. That must have been like a bomb, you know? Have you ever passed a cow field, and it's like in the summer, and that manure is just smelling like, oh, man. When we were driving an I-75, we used to go down to Florida, and you just drive along those, those fields in the summer when it was hot and humid. Ooh, Nelly! <laughs> that was that was that was, that was air that definitely woke you up. I gotta say, that was that was better than a slap or a cup of coffee. Verse fifteen. But when Pharaoh saw that relief had come, he became stubborn, or is it prideful, or full of himself? I don't know. He refused to listen to Moses and Aaron, just as the Lord had predicted. So the Lord said to Moses, "Tell Aaron, raise your staff and strike the ground. The dust will turn into swarms of gnats." throughout the land of Egypt. So Moses and Aaron did just as the Lord had commanded them. When Aaron raised his head, hand and struck the ground with his staff, gnats infested the entire land, covering the Egyptians and all their animals. All the dust in the land of Egypt turned into gnats. Oh no. Have you ever just walked around and you just see all the dust in the air? Like, I can't imagine this. Pharaoh's magicians tried to do the same thing with their secret arts, but this time they failed. Well, that's good. 
it's nice, it's nice to know somehow somehow a gnat is more complex than a frog we can make up a frog even when you're an evil genius and the gnats covered everyone people and animals alike i can't imagine i can't imagine this like you know i mean it's like okay pharaoh i don't know if you know this but public popular opinion you know the public is very fickle they like you this they like you last week but this week they ain't gonna like you because these gnats are part of your fault this is the finger of god the magicians exclaimed to pharaoh but pharaoh's heart remained hard he wouldn't listen to them just as the lord had predicted i don't know if he's probably he's stubborn he's he doesn't mind gnats attacking him or he's in his ivory palace he's not getting hit with no gnats no stinking gnats okay a, this is a raid commercial that just obviously has gone bad okay this is this is a raid <laughs> for those of you who have no idea what a raid commercial is you have to go back to the 80s okay when you you have a can of aerosol that's about 10 feet tall and it's got big muscles and everything it sprays like ants and pests and termites just totally flop over and die so this is this is a this is something that a can of raid will not fix verse 20 then the lord told moses get up early in the morning and stand in pharaoh's way as he goes down to the river say to him this is what the lord says let my people go so they can worship me if you refuse then i will send swarms of flies on you your officials your people and all the houses the egyptian homes will be filled with flies and the ground will be covered with them by this time i will spare but this time i will spare the region of goshen where my people live no flies will be found there i shudder to think if maybe they had the gnats then you will know that i am the lord and that i am present even in the heart of your land i will make a clear distinction between my people and your people this mirac miraculous sign will happen tomorrow as the lord did just as he said a thick swarm of flies filled pharaoh's palace and the houses of his officials the whole land of egypt was thrown into chaos by the flies i gotta tell you a funny story so we were we were going in 1986 we were driving down we were all going to move my uncle to california which where he's still uh no he, he moved to tennessee but he was moving to california so my mother um so i don't know it's like two or three cars i see uh my mother got out of the car that i was in and it was like a rest stop there's like a million people there it was in the evening and there was a million things flying in the air she put her the, her coat over her head and ran into the women's washroom i'm surprised she didn't you know stomp over other people and I've, i think she was probably running really fast because there was like a million flies and gnats and mosquitoes and that it was like a very nice summer evening but it was just rife with life everything was flying in that air so somehow the car that i'm in pulls into the parking spot and then another car a, a, a car that was not with our carpool actually pulls into the exact place where we had been to drop my mother off to run into the washroom well my mother came running out of the washroom with that flipping coat on her head and she was going woo 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 trying to ward off these flies and guess what i saw it all from the car i was in you know when you see something about to go radically radically wrong i was thinking no mom no no we're in this car no 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 and apparently she ran into the other car there was a huge light that popped off in the car i can't imagine what that conversation was like whoa, whoa wait a minute who are you <laughs> what why is this car here 
that's what she must have said because all of a sudden the door popped open again on the other side and my mother just sort of her head reappeared over the other car. I can't imagine what happened to those people. They must have freaked out when this crazy Trinidadian woman comes running into their car like an elephant <laughs> with a coat overhead going woo, 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 trying to ward off bugs, all the bugs there. I tell you, that story made the rounds in our family for years to come. And like every good story, it got better and better with each telling. I'm telling you, there was it was craziness, man. There was so many bugs in the air. Even I didn't like it, but I didn't have to go to the washroom that night, but my mother did. It was a crazy story, and a crazy lady running into your uh, car with, a, with something overhead going, woo, woo. She may not necessarily be crazy, but she's just trying to fight off the bugs because nobody likes bugs flying in their ear. Funny story, but true. Pharaoh called for Moses and Aaron in verse 25. All right, go ahead and offer sacrifice to your God, he said, but do it here in this land. So he's obviously changing the bargaining. This guy's stubborn. But Moses replied, that won't be right. The Egyptians detest the sacrifices that we offer to the Lord our God. Look, if we offer our sacrifices here where the Egyptians can see us, they will stone us. We must take a three-day trip into the wilderness to offer sacrifices to the Lord our God, just as he had commanded us. I wonder how come the Egyptians could stone Israelites. I thought the Israelites were the ones that came up with that plan. So where'd they get the stoning thing from? I guess everybody just, hey, you want to you wanna get rid of somebody? You want to exact justice on somebody? No court. We just pick up some rocks and let the rocks do the talking. Brutal. Verse 28, all right, go ahead, Pharaoh replied. I will let you go into the wilderness to offer sacrifices to the Lord your God, but don't go too far away. Now hurry and pray for me. You know, I don't know why, but Pharaoh reminds me of a certain politician that was trying to get the allegiance of Christians. And that politician was getting the allegiance of Christian. I won't say his name. And um, that politician had a real problem with uh, his government. And then he was kind of blasting out the Christians. And now I hear him, he's like, okay, I'm going to protect the Christians again. I don't know why, but this guy, Pharaoh, reminds me of that particular politician whose name shall remain nameless. And I'm sure many politicians have tried to use Christians to get their vote. And once they get their vote, then they don't really have anything to do with them. But it seemed to be a lot of virtue signaling by the politician. But lately I heard the politician blame Christians for the fact they didn't stick by him during a certain shall we say, legal problem. And all of a sudden I heard again, he said, oh, I'm going to protect you Christians. Don't worry, it's okay. I just need your vote. Don't worry, I'm going to protect you. you I, I got your back covered. I'm not really buying what he's saying, just like I'm not really buying what Pharaoh is saying. Pharaoh is just saying whatever he needs to say to get the job done and get himself out of a hole. All right, Pharaoh replied, I will go into the wilderness. I will let you go into the wilderness, blah, blah, blah. Now hurry and pray for me. Verse 29, Moses answered, as soon as I leave you, I will pray to the Lord, and tomorrow the swarms of flies will disappear from you and your officials and all your people. But I'm warning you, Pharaoh, don't lie to us again and refuse to let the people go to sacrifice to the Lord. So Moses is not afraid of this guy. Moses is coming in the Lord. Moses is confident who, confident who he is. Obviously, he was afraid to speak. Well, I guess his speaking talents have improved drastically. I'm sure Aaron is right there too, but it seems to me that Moses has definitely achieved some confidence as a leader. And he's, you know, 
He's on the, um, I guess, uh, the north side of 80 now. So Moses left Pharaoh's palace and pleaded with the Lord to remove. So Moses left Pharaoh's palace and pleaded with the Lord to remove all the flies. And the Lord did as Moses asked and caused the swarms of flies to disappear from Pharaoh, his officials, and his people. Not a single fly remained. But Pharaoh again became, what's the key word here, folks? Stubborn, pride, hardened his heart, vanity, ego, me, 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 me. It's all about me. It's all about me. It's all about my narcissistic way. And stubborn, and stubborn Pharaoh refused to let the people go. But I think there's a great radio commentator who said, but that's not the end of the story. <laughs> 